Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda amma ba'd. We continue tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, with a short series regarding how the Arabs in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Quraysh in particular, how they fought and opposed the da'wah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because as we know, through the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he had his portion of enemies from those who tried to fight him and assassinate him and to destroy the da'wah. And they had used different tactics in trying to achieve what they want. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made their plot fail just as he makes the plot of every enemy fail from whoever wants to try to destroy Islam. As Allah azza wa jal says, they wish to extinguish the light of Allah but Allah Azza wa Jal insists that his light remains even if the mushrikun dislike it. The Quraysh, they would use many tactics in trying to fight the da'wah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we mentioned some of them previously, like their accusations towards him that he was a madman, and a sorcerer and whatever other tactics we discussed uh, trying to influence his uncle Abu Talib to stop the Prophet wasallam and so forth. And there were certain times where Quraysh, they actually felt that they weren't getting anywhere. Even with what they were saying, the propaganda, warning people against the Prophet and Nabi Wasallam's da'wah just kept flourishing because of course it's the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, it's the haqq, it's the truth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was of course going to allow the da'wah to spread and continue. So Quraysh, they resorted to something else. Other than fighting and accusing and whatever else, one of the tactics that they tried was negotiating. They tried to negotiate with the Prophet ﷺ regarding his da'wah. And there's a number of incidents which took place in the seerah of Rasulullah ﷺ that showed their negotiation. 
And they would send people from themselves to go and talk to the Prophet ﷺ to try to convince him to stop his da'wah or to stop certain aspects of his da'wah and whatever else. One of those famous incidents which took place was the conversation or the meeting that took place between the Prophet Muhammad and one of the leaders of Quraysh by the name of Utbah ibn Rabi'ah. Utbah ibn Rabi'ah and the Prophet sat down to talk. And Utbah had actually suggested this to the chiefs of Quraysh. He said, one of us should go to the Prophet ﷺ, to Muhammad ﷺ, and try to sit with him and talk. Because this is getting out of hand. What he's saying about our fathers and their religions and so forth. So they said, you know what, that's a good idea. Utba, it should be you. You're a very wise man. So you should go and speak to the Prophet ﷺ. So Utbah went and he arranged the meeting and he sat with the Prophet And what did he say to the Prophet Look at the negotiation. He said to Muhammad he said, O oh Muhammad, if you are seeking wealth with the matter that you came with, if this Islam that you're calling to, if you're doing all of this because you are after wealth, then we will collect for you from our wealth, all of us, until you become the richest one amongst us. Look at the negotiation. The first thing they said, if what you want is wealth, leave it with me. We're very rich, we'll collect from our wealth and we'll make you the richest amongst us. He then said to him, if what you're after is a high position, a high rank, we will make you our Sayyid, our leader. If what you are doing with this call of Islam, if you're only doing this to become a leader, we'll make you our leader. He said, and if you're seeking a kingdom, we will make you the king over us. And these are not just words, my dear brothers. Utbah was from the big, the big shots. So what he's offering, he can fulfill. If he goes back to Quraysh and discusses it with them, they will accept and agree. He then said to him, and if what you came with is an evil spirit, that you need treatment from it, meaning if you are possessed, O Muhammad wasallam." we will spend money to get you the best Raqis that can help you, to cure you. And the Prophet ﷺ is sitting down listening to Utbah. Once Utbah finished, and Nabi ﷺ asked him, he said, Abu Walid, are you done? So Utbah said, yes, I'm done. This is my offer. This is what we are here to offer you. Because they could not process the fact that Muhammad 
came to do this for no worldly benefit. They're thinking he's doing this for a worldly benefit. So they offered him the dunya. This is what Quraysh done. So then the Prophet wasallam said to him, Utba, now you listen to me. The Prophet wasallam and subhanallah how his da'wah was. His da'wah to Quraysh was always, as we mentioned in our last lesson, he would give them da'wah by reciting the Qur'an. He would just recite verses of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's what he done. He recited the first six verses of Surah Fussilat, which translate as, Allah Azza wa Jal says, This is a revelation from the most gracious, the most merciful. A book whose ayat are explained in detail. This book is explained in detail. A Qur'an in Arabic for a people who know. He's talking to Arab. Allah is telling him a Qur'an in Arabic for a people who know. A a giver of glad tidings and a warner. But most of them turn away. So they do not hear. And they say our hearts are within coverings from that to which you invite us. Subhanallah, perfect verses for this position. And our ears are deaf. And between us and you is a barrier. So work on your way. Indeed, we are working. Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I am only a human being like you. Tell them, I am only a human being like you. It is revealed to me that your Lord is one Lord. Therefore, take the straight path and seek forgiveness from him. This was his answer to Utbah. The Prophet ﷺ continued reciting and Utbah was listening very carefully To the extent, Ibn Hisham in his seerah, he says, as the Prophet ﷺ was reciting, Utbah leaned back and he put his hands behind his back. And that was a sign of how he was focused on the Prophet ﷺ. Until the Prophet ﷺ reached the sajda in that surah. So then the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Abu Walid, now you have heard what you heard. You said to me what you want, and I've said to you what I want. Utbah, he then went back to Quraysh. As Utbah was going back to Quraysh, Quraysh were talking to each other. And they said, by Allah, as he's approaching, they said, Wallahi, he comes with a different face than the one he left us. They knew Utbah had been affected. They said, he's coming back, look at him. He's coming with a face different to the one that he left us with. So then, Utbah sat with Quraysh. 
And they said to him, Abu Walid, what do you come with? So he said, I heard something. I spoke to Muhammad وسلم, and I heard him speak. He said, by Allah, what he said, I've never heard anything like it. What he said, I have never heard anything like it. He said, by Allah, it is not poetry or magic. He then said, O Quraysh, listen to me. This is Utbah. He's saying to them, listen to me. Do not come between this man and what he is in. Leave Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He told them, withdraw from him. Stop attacking him and fighting him. He said, by Allah, the saying I heard from him is going to be a great event. Utbah knew he was a wise man. He said, what he came with is going to be huge. And should he triumph over the Arabs, his supremacy will be yours, and his glory will be yours, and you will be the most fortunate of all people by him. He's telling Quraysh, if Muhammad is victorious, his victory will benefit you. So then they said, Muhammad has done magic on Abu Walid. This was their answer. So then Utbah said, that's my opinion. You can do whatever you want. So look how they tried to negotiate. And from this story, there's a number of benefits that we take. Number one, the Prophet ﷺ did not get into arguments with him. Rather, he sat and he listened to what Utbah had to offer. And then the Prophet ﷺ replied with the verses from the Qur'an. And that's from the hikmah of Rasulullah in his da'wah. We also benefit from this the danger of desires. Especially... The fitna of wealth and the fitna of women. Because this is what they were offering to the Prophet ﷺ. And the fitna of position. To make him high in rank. To give him all the wealth. And that's why the Muslim must always be cautious. That he never compromises his deen for the dunya. He never compromises his religion for any status, for any position, for any wealth. And he also teaches us the steadfastness of Rasulullah where he did not compromise his deen. So this was one of the negotiating uh, attempts that Quraysh would make. Another one is how they will try to make Islam and Kufr one. Quraysh, they will try to negotiate with the Prophet ﷺ to make his religion and their religion, the Jahiliyyah, one and together. How did they used to do that? They would offer, they made an offer to the Prophet ﷺ and they said to Rasulullah ﷺ, listen, some of the things that we believe, Quraysh, 
We will abandon it. We'll leave it. But you have to leave some of the things that you believe. In particular, warning against their gods. So it's like they're saying, look, we won't warn against your gods and you don't warn against ours. Look at the negotiate, look at the negotiation. Subhanallah. And Allah mentioned that in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says, they wish that you will soften your position so that they can soften their position. Quraysh used to wait. They used to try these negotiations. They will tell the Prophet ﷺ, look, you be soft. As in compromise and we'll compromise. Give up some stuff, we'll give up some stuff. This was part of their tactic in trying to destroy the da'wah of Allah Azza wa Jal. And then, after they done that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent down Surah Al-Kafirun. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ Until the end of the surah. This surah was revealed because of these events. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Quraysh, they tried to make an agreement with him. What was their agreement? Look how foolish they were. They said to the Prophet ﷺ, Look, you worship our gods for one year and we will worship Allah only for one year. Look at the negotiating skills. They said, use worship our gods for a year. We will worship Allah Azza wa Jal for one year. They then said, after that, whatever we find to be better, then we will take it. And you, O Muhammad will have to do the same. If after one year of worshipping our idols, you find that to be better, you and the Muslims have to, that's it, become idol worshippers. And then that's when Allah Azza wa Jal revealed, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ This is the call of Tawheed. There is no compromising. There is no negotiating when it comes to the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is what Quraysh was trying to destroy. The call to Tawheed. Because it was destroying their idol worshipping. Also from the tactics of Quraysh, my brothers and sisters, was that they would swear and abuse the Quran. They would swear at the Quran and they will abuse it. And this is mentioned in the hadith of Ibn Abbas. Radiallahu ta'ala anhuma in Sunan al Nasai. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to raise his voice when reciting the Quran. The Prophet he used to raise his voice high when he would recite the Quran, and when the mushrikeen would hear his voice, they would insult the Quran and the one who brought the Quran. They were evil people. 
So whenever Quraysh would hear the Quran, they would insult the Quran and the one who brought the Quran, which is Allah Azza wa Jal. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stopped raising his voice. But he lowered his voice to the extent where the Sahaba radiallahu anhum could not hear him anymore. So the Prophet went from very high to very low. Where the Sahaba could not hear his voice anymore. And then Allah Azza wa Jal revealed the verse where he said, Offer your salah, O Muhammad sallam, neither in a loud voice or in a low voice, but in between. In other words, you don't need to recite too loud, but you need to recite enough for those behind you to hear. The Quraysh, subhanallah, part of their attempt to destroy the da'wah was swearing at the Qur'an. And why would they swear at the Qur'an? Because they used to fear the effect that the Qur'an had on the people. They hated the Qur'an because the Qur'an, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it was recited on people with an ounce of sincerity, that's it, it would enter their hearts. Like the great companion Jubair ibn Mut'im radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Jubair ibn Mut'im radiallahu anhu, before he was a Muslim, he heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reciting the ayat from Surah Taha, where Allah Azza wa Jal addresses the atheists. And he brings one question to anyone who denies the existence of Allah. One question that refutes them. Am khuliqu min ghayri shay'in am humul khaliqoon. Allah Azza wa Jal says, were they created from nothing or were they themselves the creators? Two impossibles. Were they created from nothing? That's impossible because it's impossible for nothing to create something. If something is created, it must be created by something because nothing cannot create. Or did they themselves create themselves? Another impossibility. When the Prophet ﷺ recited these verses, Jubair ibn Mut'im, he said, when I heard these verses, my heart almost flew out of its chest. He said, and that is when Iman entered my heart. Quraysh knew the power of the Qur'an. And they knew that it is not sent by a man. So whenever they heard the Prophet ﷺ reciting it, they used to abuse the Qur'an. And today, my dear brothers and sisters, there are also people who abuse the Qur'an, whether it is from the non-Muslims or even those who attribute themselves. And abusing the Qur'an is not only by swearing at the Qur'an, it is by abandoning the Qur'an. It is by not taking the teachings of the Qur'an. It is by giving preference to opinions and laws 
and people over the words of the Qur'an. This is all forms of abusing the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was also from the tactics of Quraysh in their fight against the da'wah that they would go to the Jews in order to have the Jews ask difficult questions to the Prophet Because Quraysh, they knew that the Jews were a people of the book. So they used to try to use the Jews to attack Islam. So they went to the Jews and they told them, give us something that can help us against Muhammad. So the Yahud, the Jews, they also were always trying to attack the religion. So the Jews, they said to Quraysh, go to him and ask him three questions. Ask Muhammad wasallam three questions. They said to them, but you have to be careful. Because if he doesn't know the answer, then that's proof he's a liar. But if he does know the answer, it proves he truly is a messenger of Allah. So it's like a double-edged sword the Jews are giving to Quraysh. So Quraysh said, no problem, what, what should we ask him? So they said, ask him about three things. The first is about a group of youth. That's all they said. Ask him about a fitya, a group of youth who existed a long time ago. And ask him about a man that roams the world. He goes from the east to the west and ask him about the soul. But if he answers truthful, he's a messenger of God. So, the, so Quraysh took these three things and they went and asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When they asked the Prophet sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them. I'll give you the answer tomorrow. But subhanallah, the Prophet ﷺ, in this instant, he forgot to say, insha'Allah. You knew it? MashaAllah, tabarakallah. But he forgot to say, insha'Allah. So the next day came, the Prophet ﷺ did not Received the revelation until 15 days passed. 15 days passed, and Quraysh is jumping up and down. Look, he said tomorrow it's been 15 days. But on the 15th day, and it was from Allah's hikmah to teach Rasulullah, do not say that you will do something tomorrow except by the will of Allah. It's a lesson. And then on the 15th day, Allah Azza wa Jal revealed the verses from Surah Al-Kahf. He told him about the group of youth, meaning Ashab Al-Kahf, the ones that slept in the cave. And in Surah Al-Kahf, he spoke about the man that roamed the lands, the east to the west, but the soul, 
was mentioned in another surah. Allah Azza wa Jal says, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ They ask you about the soul, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say the soul is from the affairs of my Lord and you are only given from knowledge a little bit. And that's what uh, the Jews also believed. So the Jews, they said he answered. But did Quraysh accept him as the messenger of Allah? They did not. Because they are followers of their whims and their desires. So this was one of their tactics, getting help from the Yahud. It was also from their tactic that they would ask the most foolish things from the Prophet And in particular, they'll ask him to do miracles for them. They'll ask him to do miracles in front of them, right there and then. We want you to do this right now. And Allah Azza wa Jal says it in the Quran, وَقَالُوا لَن نُؤْمِنَ لَكَ لَن نُؤْمِنَ لَكَ حَتَّى تَفْجُرَ لَنَا مِنَ الْأَرْضِ يَنْبُوعًا Look what they said. They said to the Prophet ﷺ, We will never believe in you until you break the ground for us and let a spring come out. It's like they would ask for things. We don't say nothing's impossible for Allah, but look what they're asking the Prophet ﷺ. So they want the ground to be cracked in front of them and a spring to come out. Or until you have a garden of palm trees and grapes and you make rivers gush within them. They want to see palm trees and grape vines grow and they want to see a river running through it. This is what they would ask the Prophet ﷺ. Or you make the heaven fall upon us in punishment, just like you claimed. That's what they said. Because there's verses where Allah promises a punishment from the heavens. So they used to challenge the Prophet ﷺ. And they'll say, okay, bring, this, bring these things down from the heavens that you say. And Allah Azza wa Jal would answer them. So look at the things they would ask for. A spring. They want a spring to come out of Mecca. And we won't believe in you until you have a garden of grapes and palm trees with rivers flowing. Or until you bring down the punishment from Allah as you claimed. So the question is, why didn't Allah sent down the punishment when they asked for it. Allah himself answered that question. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and they urge you, they want you, O Muhammad sallam, to rush the punishment. They want you to bring down the punishment. Allah says, and if it was not decreed for a specific for a specified term, if Allah had not decreed it for a specific time, which Allah Azza wa Jal does not change for anyone, 
then it would have reached them. But it will come to them suddenly when they least expect it. So Allah Azza wa Jal is saying, they're asking for the punishment, but we have already decreed the punishment at a fixed time. And this time that we decree, we do not change it for anyone. Even if they're asking for it now. But it will come to them suddenly. فَقُرَيْشْ This is one of their tactics. But the Prophet ﷺ, he answered many of their requests. He brought many miracles and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Allah Azza wa Jal also knew that even if he done what they requested, they were still not going to believe. The Prophet sallallahu split the moon for them. The Qur'an in itself, the greatest miracle. And they still didn't believe. So Allah Azza wa Jal is hakim, he is wise. Why? Would he answer every request they want if Allah already knows they're not going to answer and accept? But this is Quraysh, subhanAllah. And there were more and other miracles that they would ask for, which inshaAllah we will continue in our next segment, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, wallahu a'lam, wa sallallahu wa sallam, wa barak ala nabina Muhammad, وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم